you're about to be introduced to a group of fly-under-the-radar marketers who you've probably never heard of, living life on their own terms, working from anywhere in the world. While others live to work, we work to live. We reject the status quo, the cubicle, and the morning rush hour. We don't allow a boss to tell us how to live our lives. Instead of waiting until we're old and gray, we're spreading our retirements out over the next 60 years to enjoy the prime years of our lives. We can work from anywhere with a laptop and an internet connection. We do things differently. We work smart instead of hard. We don't trade time for money. We trade results and impact. If you would ask your parents or a college advisor if what we're doing is possible, they'd shake their heads. Yet, we're doing it every day from cafes on the beaches of Bali, mountain chalets in the mountains of Colorado, and jungle apartments in Colombia. And we're making more money than we'd ever make in a full-time job. This podcast is about one question. How do you use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from? Where you can work from anywhere in the world? If you want the answer, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit christianmartin.org slash podcast. Here's Christian. Welcome to today's podcast. Today we're going to talk about something that I get asked a lot, which is, Christian, how did you get started? When people hear that I have worked from 20 different countries, and I can pretty much live life on my own schedule, on my own terms, they always wonder, how did you get started? And is it possible for me to do the same thing? Now, just so you know that you're listening to somebody who knows what they're talking about, I've been featured by Entrepreneur Magazine and other media related to consulting and work that you can do from anywhere in the world. My work has been read by hundreds of thousands of people all around the world, and I've helped build multi-million dollar businesses in software, real estate, and consulting. And today I have a digital marketing business that is on track to do well over half a million dollars in the next 12 months. And my goal is to break a million. Now, I didn't start out this way, okay? I've actually tried over 30 different businesses to get here. And I did not go to school for marketing. So how did I end up here? Well, the first semester of college, I realized that I didn't want to hang out in the dorms get drunk every day, go to class the next day, and put my life on hold for a four-year education and something that I really didn't have that much interest in. So I packed up my stuff, I moved out of the dorms, and I went back to the mountains where I was living the previous year, snowboarding full-time. And I started doing this again. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to stop doing what I love doing. I'm going to go back, I'm going to go snowboarding, and I'll go to school during the summer. So I ended up going to school for finance, and I would snowboard during the winter And my whole life, I have been an extreme sports addict. So I was into skateboarding, surfing, doing crazy things. And in college, I actually ended up winning the CBS Collegiate Nationals in snowboarding. And I even got to be on national TV and do some really cool stuff, like shoot photos with Oakley and Mount Hood and travel all around and basically get an adrenaline rush every single day. But when I graduated from college, I didn't have much to look forward to. It was right after the markets had crashed in 2008 And despite my good grades, it was actually very difficult to get a job. And I remember graduating and feeling kind of hopeless. Like, what was all the hard work for if no one even wants to interview me and I'm at the top of my class? And I kind of felt like I had been lied to. And so I ended up getting a job in the real estate industry and moved out of the mountains and tried to be an adult. I thought I was behind already at about 23. Looking back on it, I see that that's foolish and I wish I had continued to live how I wanted to, but it took me a couple years to get back to that place. 
So I ended up working in the real estate industry and every morning I would put on a dress shirt and I would go in to the office at this company called Your Castle Real Estate. Now this was a very cool real estate company. It was very entrepreneurial, but it was still a life that wasn't on my own terms. I was still sitting in uh, rush hour traffic, going to the job every day just like everybody else. And I remember walking in one day and it was one of those spring days where it's one of the first days that it's warm out again and all you really want to do is be outside. The birds are chirping. And I remember looking out the window, sipping on a Starbucks black coffee, sitting at my desk wondering, what am I doing in here? And my desk mate looked over and he could tell I was kind of down that day. So he said, hey, you know, 10 more years of this and you're going to be able to do whatever you want. You can have the corner office, you can drive a BMW, you're going to be on top of the world, just work hard. And I realized that's not where I want to be in 10 years. Of course, I want to have the means to drive a nicer car, but that's just part of the journey. I'm not in this just to drive a nice car. I'm not in this just for the corner office, right? I need to live my life at the same time. So I realized I'm not going to sit in an office for the next 10 years. And the people that are ahead of me in this industry, they don't really have a life that I envy. I mean, they're tied to their desks anyways. And I had never been out of the country. So I thought, you know what? I want to see the world. And I decided I was going to do something about it. So I got pretty depressed around this time, to be honest. And I think a big part of it was not having an adrenaline rush from snowboarding every day anymore. And I was trying to adjust to this normal life that really had never worked for me. And right around this time, my girlfriend of six years broke up with me as well. I think she could tell that I wasn't living my best life. So as you can tell, this was a really difficult time for me. And if you hang in there, I'm going to show you how I turned it all around. So there's one Sunday in Denver, I went to this backyard barbecue, and I sat down across from a guy and introduced myself. And this guy, he had a big scraggly beard, he was smoking a cigarette, he was a little disheveled, he didn't look like a professional. And I went with a standard line of questioning, what do you do? And 10 minutes later, I was completely enraptured as he was telling me how he makes $2,000 a day online. And he's telling me it's possible to replace your income regardless of what degree you have or what your background is. He said, in fact, online, nobody cares about that stuff at all. And needless to say, I could not contain myself. This sounded like exactly what I wanted. Because here's the thing. I'm not against working hard. I'm a hard worker. Everything that I do, I put my all into and I come out on top. Just like snowboarding, winning the CBS Collegiate Nationals, I'm going to do the same thing in my career. But I just couldn't do it on somebody else's terms. So when he's explaining this to me, it got me really excited. And the next steps, what did I do? Well, it turns out this guy was an app developer. He had published an app that was a guitar tuner app. And it was like two years after he had actually made the thing, it was still turning out $2,000 a day. So I went out there and I created an app called Walla Plus. Now, I'm not a technical guy and I've never written a single line of code in my life. So I actually just hired a team in India to create the app for me. And it went on to become one of the best-selling finance apps in the App Store. So it sounds like I just hit it uh, first try, right? But here's the thing about apps. They only cost about 99 cents. So you had to have thousands and thousands of new customers every single month just to make the same amount of income I would make in the real estate industry. And then after I ended up paying my developers, because with the app store, you have to update your app every time there's a new iPhone, every time a new update comes out. So when it was all said and done, there wasn't much left for me. 
but I learned a valuable lesson with this app. I realized that I could get paid to help people solve problems. They didn't care what my credentials were. They only cared, does my product solve their problem? And in this case, it was the problem of having too many cards in their wallet. And I also learned that you could build digital assets. So things that you created once and you could sell through a system so that money was coming in whether I was at work or not, right? So this is the old, do you trade time for money or do you trade results and impact? And that's one of the core foundations of my company is selling value and impact instead of time because the customer ultimately doesn't really care how much time something takes you. They only care what's in it for them. So I thought, what if each customer was worth $1,000 plus per month instead of just 99 cents? That way I would need a lot less customers and I could actually put in the time and energy to making sure I make each of those customers happy. Because I would get emails from app customers sometimes two years after I released my app and they were angry because there was a small bug with a new update on the iPhone and the development team hadn't pushed out the release yet. And they had paid me 99 cents two years ago. Now how much effort do you think I can get put into taking care of each of those customers? Not too much, right? It's not really worth my time. It's not really feasible for me to pay my bills and still put in the effort. So around this time, I thought, you know what? I'm going all in on this. I'm gonna figure out how to get clients for $1,000 plus a month, and I'm gonna do it while I'm traveling the world. So I sold all my stuff, I moved out of my condo, and I took off with just a tiny little backpack. And I got on a plane to Costa Rica by myself, first time leaving the country. And I landed at about 5 a.m. and walked outside. and. I don't know if you listening to this have left the country before or if you travel all the time, but still to this day, every time I travel, it's a little nerve wracking the first day I go and I kind of wonder, you know, am I making the right decision? Now, this was the very first time. So I walk out the airport, it's 5 a.m. in the morning. My phone didn't have service. Uh, there was no Wi-Fi because the only Wi-Fi in the area was a coffee shop and they were closed. And I didn't know where my hotel was, I didn't speak Spanish at the time, and I was just stranded on a curb waiting for something to open. I remember it vividly because there was a woman walking her cat on a leash, and it kind of just felt like the twilight zone to me. I was like, is this real? What am I doing? You know, I thought I left a good life behind, I left a good job, I left my condo, my friends, I had it all together it seems like, and now I'm all alone lost in Costa Rica. And... I decided to do something crazy. I was like, you know what? I have a decision to make here. I can retreat into my comfortable ways or I can go all in on this consulting thing and make it happen. And so when the coffee shop opened at about 7 a.m., I logged into the Wi-Fi and I called up a bungee jumping company to come pick me up and take me out to this bridge. So I get in their van, we drive out about 45 minutes. I walk out on this bridge and this girl is in tears out there crying because she's terrified to jump off. And again, I was like, what in the world am I doing? Have I lost my mind? But she ends up jumping and I'm up next and they strap me in. I walk out to the end of that plank. And the moment that I leapt, the moment that I was at a free fall in the air, all of a sudden, all the fear was gone. The fear was only there leading up to the thing that was so scary. As soon as I was free falling, it was the most exhilarating thing I'd done in years. And so I went all in, and this was my metaphorical leap into the world of marketing consulting. And after this, I figured out how to go out there and get monthly retainer clients. 
who will pay me $1,000 plus each month after month after month so that I can live life on my own terms. This podcast is about how to build a life you don't need a vacation from. It's about taking the traditional retirement that you would wait until you're 60 years old to have and spreading it out over the course of your life. So today I've worked from five different continents and I have complete freedom with my time and my location thanks to what I'm going to teach you on this podcast. So next time we're going to get a little more into those methods, how to offer your services, how to go out there, find paying clients, and how to use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from. So again, my name is Christian Martin. If it's the first time we've met and you like what you've heard so far and you want to learn more about these concepts, please subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. And go ahead and reach out to me personally. Let me know what you want to hear next. And next time, I'm going to get into the actual marketing techniques. And I'm going to show you how to find thousands of businesses who are already looking for your help and what to offer them. So again, my name is Christian Martin. Subscribe to the podcast if you want to learn how to use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need vacation from. And I will see you next episode. How do you use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from where you can work from anywhere in the world? If you want the answer, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review now. If you want it faster, visit christianmartin.org slash podcast. See you next episode.